Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good, who's back with us. Welcome, David. Uh, lovely to be back, Ross, in the warm embrace of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast world. Uh, I had a scary bout of food poisoning last episode, so try as I might, I couldn't quite get to the Mid-Off Studios. <laughs> A man who would have said day one and modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. And I'd just like to say, for those of you who were at the MCG on Friday night, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our guru. Welcome, Alex. <laughs> Hello, fellas. How are we all going? Very well, thanks. Well, thanks. Uh, um, just to let their listeners know, sorry guys, I've been at Meredith um, and I got home about an hour ago, so this could go one of two ways, I think. So. Oh, yes. Are they, uh, uh, let's not uh, find out what those two ways are. Today we come to you from the four-way studios. I'm in the FrederickHerald.com studios. Alex is in the Frederick Harold Facebook page studios. Davey <laughs> is in the Alan Mullally studios in Perth. <laughs> And Mick is in the Shane Warne Emojis $3 Well Spent Studios. <laughs> this is a Big Lug production brought to, you, brought to you by our ever-growing host of financially viable sponsors, the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company, Collins Class Submarines, Dick Smith, Masters, who had their fire sale yesterday. I hope you got some plastic garlic from that. Pizza Haven, Eagle Boys, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Smorgie, Sizzler, BLK Sportswear. Bilo, Franklin Supermarket, Tucker Bag, Pocket Mail, hey, Pocket Mail me, Copper Up, Brushes, Laser Disc, Flash Drives, and of course all our podcasts are recorded onto Betamax. I have been in contact with the makers of CLR, Calcium Lime Rust, and they are interested in getting on board, and I've also spoken to Tarnoff, and they've given me a whole lot of old coins to dip into Tarnoff to see if it works. Only dip half of them though, Ross. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got to see before and after. Yeah. Yes. And also the new finished car polish, the once a year car polish. It's a space age polymer wax. They're getting on board too. I've been really busy. Yeah. How, does the water still bead yeah. after how so many? I ran it through a car wash fifty-two times, and the water still beads. Yes. In this Arizona <laughs> desert, for no reason. Yeah. And we put these glass panels up to magnify not glass mirrors up to magnify the sun's rays a hundred times. Um, don't forget our Patreon and Kickstarter campaign. Give that we may record better. First up, it's National Team Talk. And I was very excited about the Chapel Hadley Trophy, but it was a stinker. Well, over to you, Alex. May I speak, may I speak first, Ross, seeing yeah. as we're, we, none, none of us can see each other. Um, it, it's harking back to the good old days and when cricket was boring and we won by 100 runs every single time we played. Yes. So I'm happy. Well, it did feel like that. I, I was uh, somewhat surprised by Kane Williamson's decision when he won the toss at uh, Monica Honey Oval to, oh, yes. um, to send Australia in. I think he got confused by the poplar trees surrounding the uh, reserve. All oh, right, and He um, didn't listen to his statistician that said the previous six games have been won by the team that bats first. Yes, and also you should have listened to the curator, Brad Van Dam. yeah. Jean-Claude Brad Van Damme. Yeah. In a week where I found out that Jean-Claude Van Damme wants to open a rhinoceros and leopard park in Broken Hills, Broken Hill, sorry, I also found out that the curator of the Manuka Honey Oval is called Brad Van Damme. Hmm. Yeah, I reckon he must be new, because I did the uh, Manuka around the grounds, and it wasn't Van Damme. Oh, okay. I forget now. I Maybe your research know. is shit, though. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that would probably be the most likely uh, reason for that. Yes. Hold <laughs> on. Is there any truth? <laughs> is there any truth with the rumours that uh, Kane Williamson's also been captaining, captaining some fairies around Italy as well? Oh, he, some he's fairies or some fairies? He sunk the fairy, I reckon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, Don't really get that one, Mick, but good on you. Captain Corelli? Oh, it's, like it's like a two-year-old joke about a bloke who sunk the ferry off it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Australia Bowl, well, Mitch Marsh had a good series. Yeah, the oh, Bison. Awesome. Yeah. That run out. 
bit stiff with the run out. Not so stiff chopping the ball on off his own foot yeah. on Friday. Um, interesting to see that um, Alan Finch is under a bit of pressure, according to the Cricket Australia website. Really? Well, yeah. Cricket Australia are saying it. Well, you know, they're saying Kawaja's breathing down his neck. Yeah, that's a fair comment, I suppose. Uh, Kawaja can't field anywhere, though. No, yeah, Finch can, can throw Finch. it in from the boundary. Yeah. Oh, can he? Okay, mm. well, there you go. Yeah, Finch has got a rocket. They put him on the fence all the time. No, ah. it's actually important. It's why Jason Gillespie stopped playing a bit of one-day cricket, because he was a liability in the field. Yeah, he did have a pass up, didn't he? Yeah, he really did. I remember going to a game, South Africans running two to him every time. Taken on the throw. Um, what yeah. was your main takeout from the Chapel Hadley Bull? Um, yeah, I thought Mitch Marsh had a few big bastards of some balls in his one half-decent innings. Uh, New Zealand find a way to get themselves into trouble, don't they? Like the games yesterday or the day before, they were... You know, one for 120 crews, and then they get bundled out for, what, 160 or something? Hmm. Yep, they seem to... I don't understand what how they were a good team in the World Cup. They seem to lack batsmen and bowlers. And they got, yep. um, like, that de Grandhome bloke bowling, like, 111Ks yeah. an hour, batting at eight. Jeez, can't do either. How did he... Did he take a seven for the Test Series over yeah, there? Yeah, they How? Starting blokes must be some of the unluckiest blokes in the World Cup. Well, something I couldn't believe it. He's batting eight and bloody yeah, bowling 110 k's an hour. New Zealand's a bit. New Zealand's a bit like a park cricket side. There's like a couple of blokes in there that go alright. So when they play really well, you win. But if for some reason they don't play well, you don't get a cameo out of one of the lesser lights. You just cactus. Mm. Yeah, I I agree with you, Big. And they've also got a billion all rounders, like mm. every park cricket side. Yeah. yeah, all the Ross. players can bat down to about nine. But none of them can really bat, and all of them can bowl a little bit. But none of them are going to blow you out of the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dave. Um, mm. I thought one of the other takeouts would be that uh, Trevor said seemed to play pretty well in yes. in lieu of yes. uh, Glenn Maxwell. Mm. He, yes, did. he did. He did. It made me wonder why he didn't bat five in each game above Mitch Marsh. But, yeah. Um, anyway, um, it's interesting. That uh, Matthew Wade played fairly well too for, you know, down the order, doing that role, low down the yep. order. He was quite good. Did hit a few big sixes. Oh, Jeez. yeah, that first game. Yeah, massive. Oh. Yep. Yes, so that was quite impressive. It's interesting now that uh, we, we turn around and play um, New Zealand again in New Zealand at the end of January, 30th of January, the start of three one-day games. So we don't have the chance to hold on to the trophy for very long and it all starts up again. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll probably put the trophy on the line unlike they did when we when we beat them in the World Cup final, whatever it was. Oh, yes. Yep. Well, they refused to defend it. Now, Alex, I believe you were a little bit um, surprised by some of this chat around about how difficult it would be for the Australian team to transition from red ball, pink ball, for test matches to one-day cricket and then back again. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, Ross, you being the fixturing guru and expert, mm. back in the day, I don't know, 90s or 80s or whatever, mm. they played one day as in the middle of tests, correct? Uh, between tests, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you play a test and then play like a one-dayer and then play a test. Uh, yeah, it's more, more little little brackets, like you might play one or two tests, then a handful of one-dayers, two or three, yeah. and then back so, to another one or two tests, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. not a new thing, right? No. And also, you're at the pinnacle of your game, mm. and you're the most professional of your game slash sport. Mm. Is it really that hard? No, they're just looking so, for... They're preemptive excuses. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So you look at the blokes who can actually play, Steve Smith and Warner and Stark and Hazelwood, no issue yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. It's a catch cry of uh, those who can't quite cut it. And that's the point too, isn't it? Because the blokes who are playing in both the formats are the guys who are well-versed and talented in their particular discipline. So it's not like they're going to be fish out of water just because you're changing the colour of the ball in their hand and the colour of their clothes. So. Yeah. yeah. Still playing cricket. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Might take them the first net session or something and then they're right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Just play their natural games, I'll be right. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Dave Warner's actually talking about how he's changed his natural game a little bit. What? Yes. Yeah, he toned it you down can't, a bit. Uh, <laughs> you can't change it, Ross. That's bullshit. I'm calling that. <laughs> <fanatic. laughs> Just got to make sure the selectors don't find out so it doesn't get dropped. Yeah. Yeah. But an impressive two tons and another yeah. decent yep. score in... Um, Two matches and, and facing the first ball and the last ball at the MCG, that was impressive. When no one else made, no one else in the game made over 37, he made 150. He made really? more than the So, yeah, I was in Meredith away from um, any sort of phonage, so I had no idea what was happening on Friday, but yeah, well, that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. He's, got, he's got ridiculous numbers for his, like, ODI year as yes. well. And it has been, he said it that ODI cricket had been a real weakness of his, which was right. He's got a great test record and good T20 record, but ODIs had been a bit elusive for him, but he's turned that all around with his um, seven tonnes in this calendar year. Mm. Yeah. What's his natural game now? Just ask. Uh, it was to play more like test cricket and be more circumspect because 50 overs is a long time. Oh, uh, just yeah, to okay. be a bit more patient at the, right. top of the, uh, at the start of the innings because runs will flow. Yep. So his natural game was too changed aggressive. to be his natural game in tests. <laughs> oh, so now he's playing the same way he plays in tests. No, it? sorry, maybe I explained that part. I think he said in tests, you know, he waits a bit and then, you know, can take runs. And he needed to bring that attitude across a bit to one-day cricket, just basically slow down a bit because yeah, okay. there's plenty of... In a 50-over game, you can start slowly. You know, you can be two off 10 and whatever. Yeah. Well, all of Fitch's... Um, best innings are that way. He's real slow for about 10 overs or 12 overs and yeah. then he ramps it up. Mm. But the thing with the white ball too is it seems to get old really quick. Yes. So to be smart at the start when it might have a bit of movement, see that yeah. through. Yeah. Even with the two, even with the ball from each end thing they do now, it still seems to get old real quick. Mm. But yeah. if you're still there, like for a bloke like him, happy days. You've only really, it only sort of seems to swing like each ball for about four overs or so. Yeah. And then yeah. you're away. So that's eight overs in total. So, yeah, it's not long. And that's what's killing New Zealand because they're, cause they're yeah. guys like Bolt and Southie and all these. They're swing bowlers. Yeah, yeah. So they don't do some damage early when it's doing something. They're just straight up and down 130k blokes. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually, Mick. That's probably why they struggle in Australia because it doesn't swing all day, does it? Yeah. No. And the yeah. driving pitches are hard, so they don't really look after the ball. They're used yeah. to NZ pitches. If de Gronholm can take a seven far. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right. Well, that, that was that was one of the most boring three game one day one day series I think I've ever seen. I was really looking forward. To it. I thought this would be exciting. I, I wasn't working for various reasons on different days. Because <laughs> you got the arse right. Yeah, that's it. You got the, the Joe Baxi. Um, no. Um, so no, they were just they were just one sided. They weren't that exciting anyway. Yeah. I struggled to watch the night sessions when we were bowling just because New Zealand was so inept. Yes, like, I agree. And it was a little bit annoying that both games were exact, all three games were exactly the same. Straight bat first, yeah. you know, mix it up. And did you like George Bailey's new stance? Ah, <laughs> so good. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just horrible. What do you think about it, Dave? It's like a Kim Kardashian Instagram picture. <laughs> exactly what it is. <laughs> He does have quite a nice caboose, if I do say so. Dairy air. Yeah. And he's, the insight Michael Clark gave during one of the games was that George Bailey has little 10-year-old hands. Like, his hands are really small. That was exciting. Head, <laughs> small hands like a carny. Yeah, <laughs> like a carny, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the squad for the Oh, next... Michael, back in my day, Clark, even though your day was only two years ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really adding a lot to the commentary. Uh, the only comment I heard about the commentators during the three-game series was, who's that bloke? He's almost as wide as he is tall. And someone was talking about <laughs> Ian Smith. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Leo liked that one, Ross. Yeah, he did. Yeah. We, we looked at the squad for the next test and no change. Oh, yes, please. Nick Maddinson kept his spot so, somehow. Yeah, so it raises two questions. Is Nick Maddinson the luckiest bloke in Australia? Or is Callum Ferguson the stiffest bloke in Australia? Yeah. yeah. 
I would say luckiest bloke, because I don't think Keller Ferguson was stiff. Oh, you got one more run than Madison Bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two gigs, though, to get that extra run. Yeah, that's true. Although, the way Madison went out, though. Oh, oh true. Yeah. Uh, they're tricky, those straight, one, those straight half volleys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, volley just anyone punched mm. Yeah, punched mm. a mid-wicket for four. Just, yeah. Anyway, Pakistan are in town. They're playing a three-day pink ball game against the Caxi in Cairns, day-nighter. And they yep. smashed them. They had, their figures came through. They had them four for three at Fuck. one stage, the Caxi. Yeah. So, yeah, not great. Anyway. Um, did they have, sorry, Ross, did they have any old fellas in the Caxi side or was it all young guys? No, I think um, Steckity was there. But other than that, it's all Steckity? Steckity, not Feckity. <laughs> Steckity. Ah. Oh. So Steckity couldn't bowl to Feckity? No, it wasn't an opening ball, a new ball combination of uh, Steckity and Feckity, no. God damn it. Yeah. Well, where the Feckity was he? <laughs> I don't know, he's not playing for Tassie at the minute. Yeah. So Will Persisto, did he skip them again like he usually does yes, in the... Yes, uh... was, and he was out LBW to Amir twice for very little. Oh. He wasn't happy. He bowled very well. I'll give him a test. Muhammad Amir, <laughs> yeah, so one little guy. Good, Davey. I was watching the highlights of Amir, like he was, he bowled so well. Yeah. Oh, that's not the Australia website. No. Was he swinging a pick? Uh, a little bit, but the blokes, they looked like they were just pushing too hard at him. So yeah. he'd get like a little bit of movement, they were just pushing too hard and either missing it, getting out beat or just nicking away. Yeah, okay. He didn't seem to be doing anything too like overly dramatic, but we'll wait and see what happens in Brisbane, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, we leave the uh, national team talk there and we head over to the Sheffield Shield Wrap. It was the final round of the Shield before the eight-week BBL hiatus. So the fifth round of cricket. Usman Kawaja impressed. He scored 44% of Queensland's Again. total runs against WA. Jesus! Yep, he made 157 and 61. He's in a rich vein of form. Mm. Adam Voges took five catches in the slips in the innings and it's... Equal the record for a non-wicketkeeper in Shield match. So, in the bongo every week. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yes. I won't uh, say my other joke I used off air. Yeah, no, it won't go there. Western Australia <laughs> managed to um, chase down... Well, they bowled Queensland out for 138 in the second innings and then chased down 227 for victory. Jonathan Wells, who made his first oh, century just awesome. a couple of weeks ago, made his second. Floodgates have opened. Yeah. And oh, the good old little the, Jono Wells. Yeah, the Warriors got the first um, points of the season. Hey, Davey, what was your... Um, you got told a great thing about scoring tons, right? Was there a rule about them? From the, the bloke that I played with? Well, after you got yours, wasn't there something like, once you get one, then it's just so easy to get the next one? Yeah, because you're so... Yeah. You'd learn in your own mind how to do it. Exactly. Not that how many, me. Yeah, I was going to say, how many tons have you got? <laughs> I'm not playing first-class cricket, am I, again? <laughs> so fuck off. <laughs> uh, Ross, mm. I've got, is there any truth to the rumour that when John O'Wells rocked up for training, one of the other blokes um, took him over the nets thinking he was a kid wanting to get his bat signed? Yep, and they thought he was a net bowler, an under-15s net bowler. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Oh, yep. rough. Oh, very rough. But, you know, it happens. It's first-class cricket. It's a bunch of bastards out there, you know. It's dog-eat-dog. You ask Brett Jeeves. He'll fucking hate it. People chewing blokes out left, right and center. No, they're not doing that. All right. Tasmanian Victoria played at Bell Reeve Oval, and this was the Dan Christian match. He, uh, he saved Victoria's bacon on two occasions. Yes, that's right. Um, John Hastings got injured, which wasn't good. He limped off. Um, John Holland took a fiver. Oh, I know. Yeah. sort of form he's in. Yeah. Rich vein of form. Rich vein, yeah. Mark my words, though, fellas. It will not carry to international cricket. <laughs> yes, I feel uh, like... Probably you're... not. No, I feel like you're right. <laughs> um, the Vicks are in all sorts of trouble. They're eight down. It was unclear if John Hastings was bat. would bat. And uh, Jackson Bird ran in, bowled to Dan Christian, huge appeal, hit him on the pads, they all went up, a sustained, unified appeal, the umpire said no, rain halted play and persisted, meaning no further play, match drawn. 
So oh. that was the great escape there. Mm. So if they had been given, then they win. I think so. I don't think John Hastings was going to bat. Yeah. Right. So the question this raises with this situation is, so the other week they put Stark in. He plays like a day. They take him out to go off on a national tour camp or whatever and drop Bollinger in. Yes. Now, Hastings gets injured, but he can't be replaced. Now, I don't now, I don't think Hastings should be replaced. I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is, in New South Wales, it should be, It should be. well, you pick this boy for one day and he can't play the rest of the game. Stiff shit. Yeah. Mm. I'm with you there, yeah, bitch. I do agree, but that's, that's, that's not New South Wales' fault. That's Cricket Australia. Oh, no, I understand. I understand yeah. that. But, like, it's just, it just seems weird because it's essentially... It's, a very, very similar situation. You've got one set of yeah. rules for one and one set of rules for the yeah. other. And it's, it's you know, degrading or, uh, what's the right word? Um, the integrity of the competition is compromised if you start doing yeah. it, I feel. Oh, exactly, yeah. It's been compromised for a couple of years. We've been doing yeah. that for a f- few years now. Yeah, they have. And the, yeah, and the other side of that, too, was they took Stark out, brought in Bollinger. He took a five for a pretty much won the game. Yeah, he did, yep. So, like, how stiff for the other side as well. Yeah. yeah, you'd be sending a letter as the chairman of... Who were they playing? Ross, you'd know this. Queensland. Uh, Queensland, yeah. The chairman of uh, Queensland Cricket would be sending a harshly worded letter to Cricket Australia, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, Ian Healy sat down in between duties. And... <laughs> I thought, is he just a mediator, Ian Healy, or is he actually the head of Queensland Cricket? I have no idea. I think Carl Rackman... Carl Rackman's the head of Queensland cricket. <laughs> Wade Seconds is offsider, and uh, Ian Hill is the conduit to the ACB oh, or right. Cricket Australia, as they're yeah. called these days. And I, heard, the I, heard Andrew, I heard Andrew Simons is medium manager. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think, think he does off-field activities. <laughs> <laughs> Social coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'd be happy again at the. Um... New South Wales versus South Australia game at the Adelaide Oval. Yes, I was happy. I don't know why, but yes. Nathan Lyons slogged his way to a career best 61 of 65. Ah, yes. The the boy's not working too good at the moment. But yes, I did watch a little bit bit of that on the stream. Yeah. And and hats off to the, I'm assuming, the SACA stream, because they had a couple of commentators on there. Yep. And quite high-def sort of visuals. So pretty happy with that. And... My man, Nath, was just closing his eyes and swinging as hard as yes, he could. Yes, he was. Um, 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 pardon me. Yes? Can I got him for a second here? You got off him two weeks ago, mate. Oh, good Spot point. And you're like I said, now. <laughs> like I said, my mind's not working too well at the moment, fellas. So I had a few too many light beers today. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> what, too many, too many funny cigarettes is what you had. <laughs> Well, that's what code, that's what light beers is code oh, for. Oh, code Dave. for sorry. Net, Netflix and chill. Oh. Yep. Okay. Well, it does show, get off the fucking point. If Ging can jump off the bison before this test match, you might make a double time. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point actually. When we come on him. Yeah. Yes, when we come up to a big series, guys, tell me who I should get on for like a week and then jump off. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know. Um. Ed Cowan was back in the runs. Well, he made a Cowan ton. Good. 45 <laughs> off 100 balls. Yeah. All batted. Yeah. And Ryan Carter's <laughs> made 25 red ink. He made a, a red ink Cowan ton. That's even better. 25 not out off 104. Daddy Cowan 100. A Daddy Cowan ton. That's a 200 ball <laughs> number. Uh, what was impressive about that? So... 45 and 25, the team total was 87 all out. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, five bucks ah. and a pair of ones. Chad Sayers, five for 27 off 19 overs. Yeah, well, that's what happens when your entire state's playing in the test side. <laughs> True. Alex Carey, who's behind the stumps this season for the Redbacks, as he was the second half of last season, four dismissals in each innings. So eight for the match is impressive. Yeah. And South Australia needed 121 for victory, and they're in all sorts of trouble at 5 for 49. Jake Lehman, 47 not out, though, got him over the line, belted Nathan Lyon for 6 to finish the day, the game. Gorinda Sandu made his first appearance for the Blues this summer, and he bowled 14 overs in the first innings and wasn't trusted with a bowl in the second innings. Your man, Ross. My man. No word of whether he bowled some off-spin or not. <laughs> 
So <laughs> that could be fair to assume it might be first and last appearance for New yep, South Wales. I think season. so. I think if um, Trent Copeland hadn't broken his finger trying to take a catch in the previous match, he would have played. So, Ross, um, yes. can I confirm or deny your your suggestion of him going to India to bowl? Oh, I definitely would have said that, yeah. Something like that, or go oh, to yeah, Pakistan, perhaps. Too. He, was, he was played too. in the lead-up to the 2015 World Cup. He played one-day cricket for Australia. Yeah. And I thought he was okay. going to be the next Colin Miller. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because he was kind of larish with his big, the world's largest diamante? Yeah, he had the cubic zirconia or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Uh, so at the uh, halfway mark of the season, the Vicks are on top of the table with 35 points, South Australia 29, Queensland 21. And uh, guess who's the leading run scorer in the competition? The Bear? No. no. Bales? No. Pete Hanscom? No. Oh, he's up there. It's Marcus Harris. Five matches, oh, 489 ah. runs. Averaging 60. Yeah. Usman Kawaj is right up there, having only played three matches. He's second. And then Ashton Turner from WA. Pete Hampscomb and Jake Weatherall. Glenn Maxwell, 129 runs in five innings. Mm. And leading wicket-takers, the top three. Chad Sayers got 29, Chris Tremaine, 27 at 17.5, and, and John Holland, 27 wickets at 18.5. Yeah, rich vein. Rich vein of four. The richest of veins. This would be his... Stand out year by a long way. Oh, yes. Massive. He's barely played a game previous years, right? He's played like yeah. three or four matches yeah. because he's in the last behind, two or three. Um, he's been behind um, Farwood. Farwood Ahmed, yeah. 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 And don't forget the Shield returns on the 1st of February with the Duke Cricket Ball. Uh, oh, that's oh, right. That shit. God. Mm. Yeah. All right, we have a, a break from the men's domestic game to shift over to the WBBL. And David, how have you seen the opening round of matches from the North Sydney Oval? Well, being out in the West, I haven't been able to play cricket on the Saturday, so I uh, managed to run my eye over some of the uh, WBBL stuff. And it really warms the cockles to see that the Renegades are shit in both the men's and women's game. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bash Grand Final time. The Melbourne really Stars hosting so Sydney one of the Thunder. That was impressive with the WBBL is just the, the uplift in the fielding standards between WBBL 01 compared to the two or three games I watched on Saturday. Uh-huh. Yeah, much better. Yeah. So a stark difference then? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's good to see. I um, heard that um, the, the fielding in that first game on Saturday was particularly impressive. There was some bad running, but there was very impressive fielding. Mm. From yeah, what I watched... Run out to the boundary. Oh, nice. Mm. I watched a little bit of it, and from the highlights and stuff I saw, there was a fair chance this year that in one game there's going to be ten stumpings, I reckon. Oh, really? Yeah. The girls... Like, there was, like, yesterday there was like three stumpings in one game. The girls just charged down... And just swing at it and just get stumped like all the time. Isn't that how cricket should be played? Very aggressive. Yeah. I feel like that's um they've really taken you know how tennis is boring purely because it's yeah. tennis. But also yep. also yeah. because they're all baseline sluggers and they just they never chip and charge, they never run at the net, Pat Rafter style. Uh, yeah, no Pat Rafter. No, no, no Fabrice yeah. Santoro types, you know, mixing it up. <laughs> no David Dalbandian yeah, style exactly. serve power. Yeah. No, no Marcus Bagdadis. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I, I embrace this charging down the wicket. Like, you should be facing a spinner pretty much in the spinner's half of the wicket, shouldn't you? Like, they're just bowling little donkey yeah, drops at you. Start. Get them on the full. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ross, hey. it was good to see uh, Jess Cameron back in action. Yes, all oh, right. Yes. That is good. She is she going to play large AFLW? She left, yeah, she didn't play in WBBL 01, mm. but yeah, she was back on Saturday and hit a couple of big balls out, out of North Sydney Oval. Oh, very impressive. Oh, Did you know that there's a North Sydney Oval number two? Is there? No. Yes. So there were games going on there while the games were going on North Sydney Oval number one. Okay. Yeah. Real interesting factoid, Ross. Mm, factoid, indeed. Um, the Carabas cricket roll on. Yeah. Yeah. Before we move on, uh, friend of the show, Cassie Brock, how's she going? Nah, not in the squad this year. 
Yeah, oh, she's she... not playing. <sighs> she took four for six the other day, though. Yeah, I've got that in my uh, local cricket. Yep, I'm just yeah. uh, preempting that one, Mick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This synergy's wild we're the best in the business, yeah. fellas. Yeah, fuck yeah. those boys. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, think I think the word got back to the Renegades that Alex was um, a big fan of Cassie's work, and they're just like, nah, she's obviously no good. Get rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> the WBBL is impressive for its length, if nothing else. Uh, they play each other twice. The men play each other once, plus one double-up game. But they uh-huh. so eight in total, where the women play 14 games. So it's, Why? It's a lot, I don't know. Because it feels like the WNCL, the Women's National Cricket League, which is the 50-over game, has been condensed. And they only play uh, six games in that. There's seven teams there. So they have... Money. Yeah, money. But then, I don't know what they do. October, November, they play WNCL. December, January, they play WBBL. But then in February, March, there's no uh, interstate women's cricket. So, hmm, don't know Mm. what happens. On that note, we go. move over now to our BBL preview. And uh, Mick, you'll be happy to know I'm going to make this quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we start with the Adelaide Strikers. Who's their captain, playing captain Mick? Travis Head? No, Brad Hodge, of course. Hodgie. Oh, of course, Hodgie. Yeah. Some of the big names they've got in there. Kyron Pollard is back from the year off he had with injury. Alex Keith is out. Oh, tears, into the, tears into all their um, Shiraz glasses at the Adelaide Oval over that one. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Ross, the sweepologist, has gone to the Brisbane Heat. Oh. Um, Wes Agar is in. Alex Carey, Ben Dunk from the Hobart Hurricanes. They couldn't Good. get Adil Rashid back, the English spinner, so they got Chris Jordan, who had that funny run-up. Um, the um, English bowler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, oh, he's got something in my pocket, that one. And don't forget, ah. the big lug himself, Craig Simmons, is still on the roster. So hopefully he can Good. get in. Yep. He did, he, he, got dropped. he got dropped last year, anyway. Yeah, he was, he was struggling big time last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So um, the uh, issue is um, Travis Head might be out if he keeps playing ODI cricket. Yeah. And uh, it's good to have Pollard back. So I reckon they'll probably finish fifth. So uh-huh. does he... Does the inclusion of Alex Carey mean that uh, show favourite uh, Tim Ludeman may play purely as a bat? Maybe. Is it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see the like point, He though. might not play at all. Maybe not play at all. Maybe play as a bat. Mm. Mm. I don't think he'd just play as a bat somehow because his keeping's fine. That's not the issue. Yeah, yeah. It's batting, yeah. But, he, he's, a, but he, he's one of the... Not, he's not like a... But he, his BBL batting is his strongest batting so far. And he's, yes, that's correct. Uh, yep. Interstate career. Yeah, and also him opening frees up another sort of all-rounder bowling slot, so it's handy. Yeah, that's true. Yep, uh, we move on now to the Brisbane Heat. Brendan McCullum has uh, had one of those contracts where you don't play for the first three years of it, then you do play in the fourth <laughs> year, so he's in. <laughs> Chris Lynn's there. He hasn't played cricket, and picked up a bat in anger from, I don't know when, he's had a shoulder problem. Samuel Badry, the West Indian spinner's there. Joe Burns, Ben Cutting, Alex Doolan probably won't play with his wide-up jaw. Feckety's in there. Uh, the big lug, Jason Flores, of course, is there. Our man, Good. the flying lasagna, Labu Hagney big is lug. there. Yep. Brendan McCullum, named twice. Is that good? <laughs> outs, though, some big some big outs. Peter Forrest, the, he drives the Subaru Forester. He's gone. James Hopes has retired. And Lendl Simmons, who barely made a run last summer, is gone. So we can expect them to be actually good this year, then. Well, their batting looks strong, but their bowling looks shit. Well, with the big lug in charge, they should be okay. Well, they've got Cutting and Badry, but no one took, uh, other than Badry, no one took more than four wickets in eight games last season. So they're pretty shit. I expect no Andrew Flintoff this year, Ross. No, no, again no Andrew. Oh, that that's the real weakness, I reckon. They need some real washed up players to come on board. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, true, sorry. <laughs> well, maybe he can instill a bit of good-hearted care bear into them. We'll see. Vittori's the coach. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll be chairing off and buddy guards of honour for every single player. So yes. <laughs> I predict the telecast for every game involving them to go for four hours too long. Yeah. Anyone who makes 15 gets a handshake. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well-crafted uh, eight. Well done. Pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah, it took a wicket. It's shot the ball and throw it up in the air. Yeah. 
<laughs> Took two wickets, tear him off. Oh, <laughs> Three for, oh, get down and lie on so you can walk across us off the ground. <laughs> get the keys to the city if you take a four for. You get to drive a car around the ground. You win a car if you get a 50, yeah. You get to do ghoulie ghoulies like Craig McDermott did back yeah. in the day. All right, we move on Support to Hobart, Hobart Hurricanes. And some big news out of Hobart Hurricanes. No Darren Sammy. Oh, no. What happened? So they'll be a little bit more boring to watch. They have, they, in other really good news for them, they have managed to get Kumar Sankakara back. Oh, <laughs> oh cool. that's all right, then. He, oh. was, did, he weighed, won the Jade Dernbach medal last year, didn't he, for worst international yeah. signing? Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, he say, could, Rox, he could go difficult. where no man's gone before and go back-to-back Jade Dernbach's. Not even Jade himself did that. <laughs> I reckon Stuart Broad might be a chance. Oh, yes, he's coming too. He's at Hobart. Oh, yeah. um, some other big names, Dan Christian, Cameron Boyce, George Bailey. Clive Rose has its thorn. Sean Tate and Jonathan Wells. Oh, Tate Dog. Sean still, Tate? Yeah, he's still going. Oh. Did you say Dan Christian's at the Hurricanes? Yeah, he's been there for a couple... He was at Brisbane, and he swapped yeah, down to okay. Hobart. He's never played anywhere else. No, he played... That's right. For... They swapped... That's right. He swapped last, and then he hit the six out of the Gabba. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, the interesting one here, it goes through the list of outs. Ben Dunk swapped over the Strikers. Joe Menny swapped to the Sydney Sixers. Michael Hill went back to doing jewellery. And Darren <laughs> Sammy... Darren Sammy... Was um uh, I don't know he's not signed I don't know what he's doing, probably doing some push-ups or something I don't know. Anyway, uh, those ones you've probably all heard of. Michael Hill's a real no-name, but anyway, cop this one. A bloke who's out, Tim Van der Googton. <laughs> of the Googs. Yeah, <laughs> full of the Goog. Have you ever heard of this bloke? Because I've done some research on him. He used to swim the fifteen hundred, wasn't didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's Peter Van Hoogenband. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, so, thought we had a rivalry. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I recognised this name, and I, when I wrote a preview of BBL02, he was signed by Hobart for BBL02, and he was—he must have signed a four-year deal because he was there for two, three, four, and five, and he played only in one of those seasons, and he played two games. Wow. Well, he's got a four-year deal. And he only played in 2014-15. Unbelievable. I need to get my manager um, to bring up Hobart, I think. He plays, <laughs> he's from Sydney, but he plays for the Netherlands. So he spends most of his time in Europe. He's not really a, he's not a first-class cricketer. So but, we have to name um, an award after him. Oh, something. It's like one of the, some of those AFL players are on a list for eight years and play six games. Yeah. He's played, yeah, I'll look up how many games stuff. it was, but he's four seasons, by my reckoning, on the Hobart Hurricanes list. I don't know why they felt obliged to give him a four-year deal because he's a mm. no-name. He couldn't get a game in New South Wales with, from Sydney. But, yeah, yeah, four seasons on a list for maybe two games. Jeez. That's a good effort. Yep. I guess he would have trained well. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's a really good netballer. Yeah, maybe. They're just good. <laughs> Should we call it the, um, the Googs Money for Nothing yeah. uh, Dire mm-hmm. Straits Award? Yep. Just yeah. Money for Nothing the Chicks <laughs> yeah. for Free? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, Dire Straits Award. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Okay, so that'll go alongside in the Hall of Fame with um, other great awards such as the Jade Dernbach Medal. Yeah. <laughs> the Brown Helmet. The, the, the Brown Helmet for one. best fielding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for the, bloke who, the non-wicketkeeper who takes the most catches, there's the Brown Helmet. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, we've got the, the thing that every uh, a sort of slightly overage... BBL contracted player aims for the big lug eleven. Yes. <laughs> sort of. Oh, I got a middle aged spread going. I could make the big lug eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We move on now. That took far too long. Sorry. We move on now to Melbourne Renegades. Finchie's back as captain. Uh, Dwayne Pike Bravo Finchie. is there. Big Tommy Beaton, Tom Cooper, Cal Ferguson, Marcus Harris, Brad Hogg. Hoggy. Turn coach himself. Yep. Sonny Mitchell Johnson wants to take the head off of. Yep. Sonny yeah. Narine, the West Indian uh, spinner, is in. Yeah, that's a good signing. Yes, yeah. that is. They've got actually a good-looking squad. Um, Xavier Doherty, 
Pierre Neville, James Pattinson, Nathan Remington, Rim Job for you, Alex, Peter Siddle, yep. Matt Short, just for Tim Madsley, Matt Short, <laughs> Chris Tremaine, Matty Wade, Cameron White, and Nick Winter. So what's the difference between this squad and the usual Renegade squad? They've only got, as far as I can see, two shit trucks in there. So it's yeah. a real difference because usually they have like eight, yeah, eight or nine. Yeah, yeah they do like shit trucks. Oh, they love shit trucks. So the ins are Marcus Harris has swapped over from the Scorchers and Brad Hogg too, and Sonny Narine, and they got rid of a couple of jippers in Guy Walker, Cameron Gannon, and also Horitz has retired. Oh no! Yeah. He was my first guy that was my man, Nathan. Horitz. I didn't even know Horitz was at the Renegades. No, neither did I. Now, it seems that Farwood Ahmed's not there anymore. Maybe Oh, he swapped. He was somewhere else. Yep. Oh, they fly around too much. Can't keep track. But anyway, Sonny on the Ryan and Hoggy. I look forward to them bowling together because I reckon they yeah. will get some players unstuck. Right, Cross-town rivalry. The Melbourne Stars. Dave Hussey is the captain. Michael Beer. Big Lug. Scott Boland. Wayne Newton, Ross James Faulkner, Seb Gotch, Evan Goldwist, <laughs> Pete Hamskin, Sam Harper, John Hastings, Hilfi, Glenn Maxwell, The Big Show, KP, Quiney, Stoincloth, Tommy Triffett, Y, Dan Worrell, Luke Wright, and Adam Zampa. So, interesting to see there. Um, they seem to have taken over the idea of just having young blokes and shit trucks, so mm. good luck with that. And, I don't know. and sort of like big key names. Yes, oh yes, they've always been top-heavy stars. Yeah. They always go for the stars. Yeah. And then, oh, well, don't worry, we don't need a number six batsman. We'll just put in Evan Golbus. Yeah, he'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need number six? No, no, don't worry. We don't, you don't need to get down to six. Not when we've got KP and, and Big Lug. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll be right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what happens when we're four for 12? Ah, oh, fuck it. We'll be five for 12. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, yeah. We've got Luke right. We'll be all right. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Luke right now, oh, he's back. He's there. Yeah. So they no ins and outs. They did nothing. Ah, oh, jeez. What do you think? How can you go forward with the same people? Change of culture? Exactly. I don't believe yeah, so. It's because Clarkie <laughs> wouldn't come and play for Yeah, they, what they really need is an agent of change in there, a disruptor. Yeah. 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 Like an Uber type for cricket. Yes. An Uber yeah. for T20 cricket. That's what they need. Yeah. yeah. Uber-L. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Uber-L. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't don't try. I tried. It was bad. Yeah. Who's next? Perth Scorchers. <laughs> your mob. Your mob. Oh yeah, my boys. Yeah, I hear that um, you've already uh, had a bit of a, a sit down with uh, Chumbawamba. Is it? My favourite of Wombas, the Chumba. <laughs> He's a dickhead. <laughs> oh really? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're offending Davy. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah, his best like, mate. Oh, even Dave would get on all right then. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Both cockheads. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, 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 you said it, mate. Yeah. Are you loading up on orange paint, mate, so you can paint your whole head orange like he does? <laughs> oh, you'd, you'd need a lot of orange paint to cover this body, let me tell you. I was going to say, you have to get in before. You, you probably missed out because of Halloween now. There might not be any orange paint left in Perth. I just stand out in the sun for a little while. <laughs> We have a look now at the squad. Ashton Ager, Cam Bancroft, Jason Berendorf, who's done himself a mischief to his leg, might not play. Nathan Coulter-Noel hasn't played for Eon. Not sure if he'll suit up. Mitch Johnson, going to bowl, what's he going to bowl? Half-track, dibbly-dobblies and open the batting or something? Wasn't that what he wanted to do? Yeah, that's what he oh, wanted to do originally. Yeah. Then Hoggy left and rolled him up, so now he wants to bowl Thunderbolts at everyone. Uh, right, okay. That's exactly what I want, Ross. Messrs. Mars, Mitch and Sean, James Muirhead, don't think he'll play, Joel Paris, <laughs> Jai Richardson, Ashton Turner, Andrew Suit and Ty, one of our favourites, yep. Adam Voges, Sam Whiteman, the keeper, and, of course, David Willey. Who? Uh, English all <laughs> David Willey. Yeah, David Willey. Ah. And he's joined hey, by his compatriot, Ian Bell. Uh, yeah, so I heard Bell's playing for them. I talked about that last night. Ian, ring my bell end. Yeah, he's playing <laughs> That's a good question, Alex. I didn't hear it either. Is Klinger there? Right? Yes, yeah. Klinger is. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. I, I must have, have missed it in my excitement to say Messrs. Marsh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mitchell. Mm. Yeah. 
I get pretty excited when I say the word messes, so I understand. Yeah, you don't Ross. often get the opportunity to. Yeah. For the sake of the TV spectacle of watching blokes hit sixes, I do hope James Muirhead plays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be good. He's uh, had a meteoric fall from grace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we move on now to the Sydney Sixers, captained by Moises Enriquez. And he was meant to play in the last Shield game, but didn't because of that side strain. Sean Abbott, oh, yeah. who hasn't been seen this Shield season either. Sam Billings, Jackson Bird... Doug Bollinger, Johan Botha. He's now an Australian citizen. Yay! Uh, Boo! <laughs> wonder if his citizenship also came with a test on his elbow. Not sure. <laughs> Ryan well, there's Carl- someone needs to be a focus of hate in the uh, yes. BBL, so it could be him. Yep, figure yeah. of hate, definitely. Oh, figure of hate award, yes. Put that in. Hall of Fame. Oh, good. Every season he's played, he's won that award, I'd say. <laughs> it's only been one person that's won it. Yeah. Yep. Go where no man has gone before and win five in a row. Mm. Uh, who else? Is that Brian... the Michael Clark medal? Yes. Yes. Brian Carter's Ben Dwarshius, Brad Haddon, Josh Hazelwood, Daniel Hughes, Nick Maddinson, Joe Menny, Nathan Lyon, Steve O'Keefe, Jason Roy, the Englishman, Jordan Silk, and Mitch Stark. So they've given old Ed Cowan Tun the chop. Oh. And That's Steve Smith, they gave Steve Smith the chop too. Really? He's never going to play. He's never going to play for him. So. Uh, did, he also... do, did Steve Smith do the standard captaining Australia and pull out of all T20 um, domestic competitions? Uh, probably. Which is or did he actually get the chop? No, he didn't really get the chop. No. As if ah. that, um, Michael Lum is not coming back either. So, interesting one. Once again, the Sydney Sixers have got most of the New South Wales squad, but the issue there is that most of them play for Australia. So, Bird, Lyon, Maddinson, Stark, Hazelwood, there's five. Bloody hell. Yeah, and so so you've got a squad of 18 or whatever it is, or 16. You can't just... They've got to stop doing it. They've got to stop... Mm. There's no point having um, Hazelwood and Stark in particular on your list. They're never going to play. No. Yeah, you just what you do is you just have them, and if, then you give them if if they can for some reason play, you just give them that thousand dollar a game top up bullshit. Yeah, put them on your and top get them in. Yep. Put them on your sup list or whatever they call it. Yes, Abbott, Sean Abbott. Hopefully he plays because he was the leading wicket taker for the Sixers in the last season, but his economy rate was mm. ten. Whoa, <laughs> jeez. Yes. So all or nothing. Yep. Sydney Thunder now. Shane Watto Watson is the captain, but he did a calf. Apparently he was in the nets and he put his foot straight down the middle of the pitch and just went, oh, yeah. <laughs> he also got hit on the front. When the, um, yeah. when the physio told him, did he say, I'd like to review that? Yes, he? he went DRS on it, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, so who else have they got? They have forward Ahmed, Aiden Blizzard, who's playing Futures League for ACT as well as working in the Comets office. Pat Cummins, Jake Doran, Ryan Gibson, Chris Green, the spinner, Usman Kawaja, Nathan McAndrew, nobody knows, Alistair McDermott, Bowler, Clint McKay, Ginsman, Ian yes, Morgan, God. Arjun Nair, Gins other man, Ooh. Curtis Patterson, Ben Rora, Andre <laughs> Russell, the love muscle, Gorinda Sandu, all our men, and Jason Sanger. <laughs> Loves a sandwich. Ah, mm. <laughs> tasty. Oh, yes, tasty. I heard he's in charge of organising tea. Yes, so they lost Mike Hussey and Jacques Cullis and replaced them with Owen Morgan and Nathan McAndrew. So that um, looks good. Hmm. Not quite the same quality. (laughs) Not quite. The good news was that they kept Andre Russell the love muscle. Yeah, um, so you can say that, Ross. Yes. And bringing the crowds out to Bankstown Oval, wherever it is. Bankstown. Ross, Ross. No, uh, Sydney Homebush. Olympic venue. Oh, yes. that's right. Sorry, yes, mate. David. I think uh, you'll find that Andre Russell, the love muscle, might not be playing this year because oh. isn't he under investigation for skipping drug testing? Oh, yeah. No, we love him. Get him in. I don't care. Mm. <laughs> Take some more drugs. Make sure the party drugs. <laughs> that's it. Mm. Just give Locking him the diplomatic body. immunity. Yeah. Good, Mick. Good, Mick. Um, so my tip, of course, is the Renegades. I think they'll win. They've got rid of all the shit trucks out of their team. 
Just go round the round the um, round the country now and get all of your tips. Over to you, Alex. First of all, uh, Renegades to finish second bottom, as always. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with ooh, the stars. Right, Mick. I'm a, I'm a Renegades man. I'm going to go to the Renegades because I'm with you, Ross. I think with Hoggy and Noreen, if they get their shit together, that's a very uh, very interesting yeah. bowling Well, attack. there's eight of the middle overs. Just I see three runs yeah. and over. That's what I see. Mm. Mm. Eight out of 20 overs, 24 runs. Mm. Mm. Not going to win from there. And they've got Wadey. Everyone loves a prick. Yep. David? Well, every year we pick the Renegades, and every year they fucking fail. So I'm going to pick <laughs> with the... I'm going to go the Stars. Stars. Oh, well, that was a lot of diversity in those selections. <laughs> we move on now to local... Fuck the rest. Sorry, we move on now to In the Corner with Alex. All right, so, guys, have you heard that the Boffins down at MCC HQ... No. Yes, they want... And are going to, hopefully, if the ICC approve it, bring in a send-off rule in the lower levels of cricket, which will probably eventually filter up to tests and or international cricket. Alex? So, go, go, you're right. I just want to take this uh, time right now to announce my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't sledge a bloke after getting him out, then fair dinkum, what's the point of playing cricket? Exactly. If you can't threaten someone with a stump, you know. <laughs> what are we doing here then? Exactly. <laughs> if you can't bully a 15-year-old kid and tell him to fuck off they're a loser, then, you know, <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, I'm not even going to play now. I'll just take up croquet or something. Yeah, that's true. So, and I'll, I'll just delve into it a little bit, guys. We're being a bit silly. But um, so Pon- Ricky Ponting himself... Messer Ponting, is that right, Ross? Am I saying that correctly? Oh, I think so. No. Um, And I quote, The reason we are talking about making significant changes to lower-level cricket is because it has got completely out of hand down there. Now, down there, that word down there coming out of here, that's just so degrading to us poor little park cricketers. Yeah. That was some fucking respect, punter. Does punter know this... From all the games he's played for Mowbray in the last 10 years? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, right, okay. The one game he played when he was, like, what, four years old for his local club, he really knows what's going on. But they have done um, significant testing, Ross. Really? In England. Right. A recent survey, I'll quote here for a quote from Mike Brearley, chairman of the MCC World Cricket Committee and former England captain. A recent survey by, survey by Portsmouth University showed that 40% of British umpires were considering giving up because of verbal abuse. Now, they haven't tested Australia or anywhere else. I'm assuming in Australia that number's probably 70 to 80%. <laughs> so that's not sending off. That's abusing the umpire. Uh, no, but you, the idea is that you could get... So you'd bring in the um, rule of sending off anyone who would abuse an umpire, so... Oh, Instead right. of just oh, getting rubbed out, I'm with you now. Talk yeah. about actually like red carding, sending blokes off the field, not getting yeah, them yeah, off yeah. When you get them out. Sorry. So yeah, yeah, no, no. So essentially, you could just you literally hit someone in the head with your cricket bat, kill yeah. them, and then continue to play the game of cricket that day. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm being now. silly there, but that yeah. could actually happen. Um, and yeah. So the, the my beef with this is these guys up at this top level have absolutely no idea what happens at the lower level of cricket. I don't think it's gotten. I think it's gotten far better in the you know fifteen years or so that I've been playing cricket compared to what it was, um, and we play in the renowned, world-renowned worst um, sort of sledging slash verbal abuse state in the world. I would say uh, Victoria is known for the harshness of its cricket sledging uh, worldwide. And I would say I don't think you need this send-off rule at all. I want your guys' opinion. I'll start with Dave because you're furthest away from me at the moment. Do we need a send-off rule? Yeah. I'm here. Your your point of view. Nah, we don't need it. Bullshit. I agree. Michael? Yeah, I don't really see a point to it. What I would like, they want to change something, change the bullshit rule where if a... Player carries on like a pork chop. The skipper gets rubbed out as well. 
<laughs> Is that because you're a skipper, Mick? Yes, and I got a, <laughs> and I had a player carrying on like a pork chop on Saturday, and I was afraid I was going to get suspended. Uh, ruined your great season. Yeah, I know. Yep, Can't dominate from the sidelines. Sounds like a whole lot of shit to me. Move on now to local yep. cricket with Mick. <laughs> Have you finished, Alex? Um, no, I am now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then, on that note, we'll go to local cricket. Thank you, Roscoe. Okay, so we'll start off with uh, former Hawthorne uh, football club player Rick Ladson. Made 233 not out for the Sedgwick Cricket Club in the Emu Valley Cricket Association Division 1 competition. Unbelievable. He had 15 sixes and 12 fours. I've so, uh, well some... under Rick. It's been eight years since he's done since, since he's had any other kind of sniff of achievement. That was the 2008 Premiership, so good for him. Can I jump in there, um, Mick? Because I've got some yes. more details about that. So, Ladson... Okay. It was a Saturday-Sunday game. He was in Darwin, played footy for Wanderers in the Northern Territory Footy League on the Saturday, kicked four goals three, jumped on a 1am flight and landed in Melbourne at 6.30 and then drove to Bendigo and had a couple of hours sleep before joining in with the Sedgwick Rams. They were five for 63, chasing 170 when he went to the crease and they batted sensibly, getting past the 170 in the 57th over of the 75-over match and Ladson was on 50-odd when they... Past the score in the oh. final 18 overs, he went on a scoring blitz, scored about 180 runs in the final 18 overs. Ladson did. Jeez. So they played past the result. Yeah, so they went from five for 170 to six for 424. And a quote wow. from him was, "Things opened up a bit late in the day." <laughs> As in, six, <laughs> oh, blokes, six blokes walked off and said, "I'm not with this crap," and had a beer. <laughs> and it's an interesting one, Mick. I'll keep going a little bit more. That um, yeah. uh, Cedric, that was the, lead, the highest um, score by a Cedric player ever. And then just in the very next game, um, his teammate, Matt Dwyer, made 271. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I read that as well. Yes, all right. And that game was a little bit one-sided. Cedric made four for 560, and they bowled out the West Bendigo Redbacks for 54. Oh, yeah, I've been having a look at this comp, but pretty much Sedgwick and everyone else is just fodder. <laughs> yes, it's the second, it's the hard wicket comp in Bendigo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sorry to interrupt. Or, hmm. No, you're all right, buddy. That's all good. All right, so from there I move, we move over to a young chap by the name of Tom Morris, who plays for the St Kilda Cricket Club. Now, a bit of information on Tommy. He's been at St Kilda for 10 years. He plays in the uh, lower grades, the fourths and the thirds and that. He has never taken a wicket in his 10 years at the club, but despite oh. that, the skipper saw something in him in the fourth 11 T20 match last Sunday, chucked him the pill, and he took six for eight, including a hat-trick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> so that's a fair captaincy, I'd say. It's a pretty good... Uh, it's faith in a bloke that no one else would have faith in. So well done. Yeah. Similar to you bowling yourself, Mick. Oh, mate, I got, I got more. I got more than. I got <laughs> enough faith in me for two people. Don't worry about that. Um, from there, we move on. We go to Geelong City, where Geelong City batsman Tom Driver, who had never passed fifty in senior cricket until last Saturday, when the twenty-two-year-old belted two hundred and eighty-one oh in the club's God. second eleven. He had 16 sixes and 34 fours. 34. Yeah. Play like cartilage. Yeah. <laughs> and just to make, uh, to put a little bit of, little bit of uh, hurt, extra hurt on his opposition, he was put down on 40 when he smashed one back at the bowler for a court and bowled and it dislocated the bowler's finger, ending his day. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's also the highest score in the history of the Geelong City Cricket Club. I can imagine so. Yeah. So uh, from there we go across the border to South Australia, where we had the nation's first tenfer for the summer. Hey. Hey. Oh. Yeah. So my my Ponga opening bowler, 62 year old. <laughs> I didn't make this name up. This is generally his name, Robert McCracken. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's so Bill, 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 isn't it? Nah, Bill's yeah. his dad. Uh, so Robert took 10 for 38 to help his side roll their opposition in Counter Bay for 101. So uh, that's a fair for there. 
So one a little bit closer to home I'm going to touch on is uh, West Ivano United leg spinner and our fellow podcaster, Mr. Alexander Mann, who took career best figures of 8 for 48 against the West Preston Sharks in the North Metro Cricket Competition's Kelly Shield last Saturday. Yep, one, two, three, kill Sharks. Yeah. (laughs) So um, for those who are wondering, we cannot confirm how many of the West Preston boys were visually impaired or had never played cricket before. Um, I don't want to say too much, but maybe a few of them may have never played cricket before. Some of the uh, shot selection was pretty poor. I'll just put it down. Put it down to quick keeping, Alex. Uh, Yeah, when you got hit the collarbone and nearly collapsed, that was, uh, yeah, pretty good, Davey. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of leg spinners who somehow take wickets with no talent, we look at uh, Arjun now, who won against favourites. Yeah. Took 8 for 17 off 19.3 overs for the Hawkesbury Cricket Club against Campbelltown Camden last weekend in Sydney grade cricket. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, 8 for 17 is very good. Now, you could say like 8 for 17 off, you know, like a small amount of overs, but what was it, 20 overs? 19, or 19 pretty much. Yeah, it's 20 and a half, so 20 overs basically. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable bowling, essentially. And I have to, I doff my hat to him. Yep. It's all that Brad Hodge uh, taxi coaching Influence yeah, on him, I think. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've rested all on Hodgie's broad shoulders. Yeah. And I'll just quickly touch on a couple of uh, women's scores as well while I'm doing this. So we've got our uh, women's Premier Cricket. Saw uh, Alex's cousin, Hannah Montana, man. Yeah. Take, uh, five for seven for Glenorchy down in Tassie. So is that where you went when you missed that grand final, when you went to Tassie? You went down to visit <laughs> Hannah? Yeah, I visited Hannah. Um, she's going all right. I taught her how to bowl some... Uh, yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we also got uh, Emma Inglis peeled off 88 for Paran in the uh, Victorian uh, women's cricket. And as did, as mentioned before, uh, show favourite Cassie Brock took four for six playing for Box Hill last weekend. Yep. And All that right. is local cricket. Got... Uh, Mick, before we move yes. on, sorry, guys. I did read something about the um, big lug. Now, I can't remember his bloody name. Trent Lawson. Trent Lawson, that's it. Now, he scored a... You know, typical Trent Lawford 50 or something. Pounded a few big sixes because he's a big lug. But yeah. he's 28 years old. Yeah. Yes. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How yeah, old are you, was... Davey? 28. Yeah. Trent Lawford looks like he's about 47. <laughs> yeah. But it's because... Um, he looks like Yul Brenner out of the King and I. Yeah. <laughs> Ogre's oh. age faster than normal people. Oh, oh yeah. it's like dog years. Like dog years. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. I just, like, I fell off my chair at work when I was reading that during my lunch break. <laughs> I literally fell off the swivel chair. Like, you, you can't be 28. That's ridiculous. Yeah. We, we look now at, uh, I've got one to add, sorry, to the local cricket. Yes. Uh, one I saw yesterday in the Gisborne District Cricket Association. Woodend were playing Diggers Rest. Woodend were 6 for 190, chasing 197. And they lost by three runs. Oh. They lost four for four. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the whole team at the end of the game jumped in a minivan, drove straight to the top of the West Gate. <laughs> they're putting the would end, have been the sob majority. Oh, uh, they're putting the end in Wood End. <laughs> All right. Uh, we look now. What well, the tunes will be at the West Gate? We look now at Premier Cricket. I missed that. And Glenn Maxwell was playing for Fitzroy Doncaster. And not only was he bowling his off-spin, but he's bowling a few mediums as well. Oh, Corinda Sandy style. Yeah, worked out well for him. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> now, uh, um, David, did you hear something about him bowling his mediums? Uh, one of my spies down at the Fitzroy Doncaster Career Club told me, now, I can't confirm nor deny this, but apparently Glenn missed the pitch on one of the balls. The real sort of... <laughs> style. Uh, uh, style. Maybe that's his way back into the Australian team. I just don't know. Uh, we quickly move on from Premier Quick Cricket to have a look at international cricket, and Virat Kohli has scored his third double century this year against yep. England. Unbelievable. Yes, He's- um, they're grinding England into the dust. It looks like England have no idea what they're doing. There's calls for Alistair Cook to stand down as captain. It's all very good. How good is it? No, Just like when Australia pops over to India for a five-test series. Yep. But who would take yeah. Cook's job? 
don't know. Groot, Groot probably. <laughs> I don't know. Groot. Groot, yeah, I oh, suppose. Groot, yeah, he, doesn't yeah. Look, he doesn't look old enough to bloody Captain Anna. No, well, neither does it's, Steve Smith, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's true. Yes, so we leave international cricket there and we look at listener <laughs> feedback. <laughs> Alex, I believe you've got a story about more mancad. Yeah, so um, our beautiful T-shirts that um, Michael Corinti got commissioned, uh, the more mancad T-shirt, which I've worn to a few hipster uh, soirees recently, one to the Giz Fest, um, and I had a very, very long conversation uh, trying to explain to a hipster what mancadding was and <laughs> why I should want more of it. And it went on about 10 minutes, and the guy just stared at me blankly and then just walked away. Um, so <laughs> I was at Meredith. I was Oh, the geez, you guys clambering over each other to give me shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, went to Meredith, but some guy got it. He just yelled more man cat at me, gave me a thumbs up and said, it's not a gentleman's game. He kept walking. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> was, that, was his name Ian Chappell? What was, what was name? <laughs> Ian Chappell wearing a um, orange jumpsuit wow. riding a bloody BMX bike with a, <laughs> yeah, <that sounds> like <laughs> a mug reader machine on the back of it. Yep. <laughs> that definitely Chappelle. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So old mate, in the, old mate in the orange jumpsuit obviously is, you know, very dedicated to his park cricket too, because he was clearly skipping park cricket to go to Meredith as well. Mate, he was skipping life. <laughs> <laughs> skipping years at a time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've got one more listener feedback. Alex, I was going to ask you, how do you think your campaign to win over Nathan Ryan is going? Uh, probably poorly, because I completely forgot about it. Um, <laughs> until now. <laughs> and, and should we uh, foreshadow that... On the next episode, which will be coming up on the 27th of December, we have a Nathan Lyon-inspired Christmas carol that you wrote. We do to the tune of 12... No, what is it, 12 Days of Christmas? Uh, I hope that many, if not 14. Yeah. Oh, look, it could go on forever, but we will all be singing it. Um, I hope you guys realise that fact. Will we? Yep. No, uh, probably not you, Mick, because it could hurt me. Maybe I'll get Ross to sing it with me. Singing is a strange word to use. I'll certainly be belting it out. I'm not sure if you call it Oh, singing. good. <laughs> After I belt Alex. Hey! Hey. Yeah, it's very good. Um, well, yeah, so we're, I've been petting it all year, so it's a bit of sizzle for the next episode. Yeah, yes. And that brings us Just to a, a close. Yes, good. Yeah. Buy socks. Oh, yes, Frederick don't Har- forget, frederickharold.com. Yeah. You buy your socks there. Great Christmas present. Uh, you were on all major podcasting and um, social media platforms, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Tinder, all of them were there. Uh, and we'll, <laughs> see, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.